This program is made possible by the giving of the God Called Partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner, and I'm so glad to be with you today, and we have a very interesting time in these next few minutes, because we're going to talk about aspects of beauty, and one of the aspects of beauty that I want to talk about is a surrendered heart, and you say, well, I didn't know that that was an aspect of beauty. Well, that that's so beautiful to God and so powerful that Revelation chapter 12 verse 11 says that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and we love not our lives even unto death. That's talking about surrender. And through God's word, he's saying that through a surrendered heart, not only is it beautiful, but it's powerful. And I want to talk to you about a queen. I call her the surrendered queen, the queen who surrendered, and that was Queen Esther. But before we get started, I want you to know that we care about you and we want to know what's on your heart heart, what you're expecting from God, what you need from God, and how we can agree with you. That's important to us, that we know that we can join hands with you and believe God and see miracles happen as we pray together and agree with you. The Bible says if we'd agree together touching anything, it will be done by our Father which is in heaven. So please let us know what it is that you want us to agree with about. And then if you have any responses or you have a testimony or a comment or God did a miracle in your life, we want to hear about that. And I have a testimony I want to read to you before we start our lesson. It says, a week ago, I was very ill. The temperature rose and fell for two weeks. I coughed a lot. I saw that I was spitting up blood. It was hard for me to even lie down. I was gasping for breath. I was listening to Denise Renner's teachings. I kept listening and listening because I didn't want to be alone. I felt so bad and suddenly, I heard a prayer for the healing of my lungs. When I heard these words, they rang so loud inside of me, and they began penetrating my insides. I began thanking God for his healing. And I said out loud, I will not die, and I will live and praise the Lord. The Lord came, and he saved me, and he healed me. A week has passed. I started to eat, and now I walk. My temperature has dropped, and I am praising God. And listen to what she said at the very end. 
She said, by the power of prayer, death is defeated. Jesus has the keys of hell and death in his hand. Hallelujah. Jesus has the keys to death and hell in his hand. Not the devil, Jesus. He destroyed death and hell and the grave in hell. Praise the Lord. And as we believe, as we believe and as we seek him and we trust him, his power comes just like it came for that lady. And friend, as we're speaking today, I want you to open up your heart to receive from the power of the Holy Spirit because his presence is here. You know, that's all you need is his presence. He is so gracious and kind. There's nothing in him that wants you sick or in pain or in torment. He did everything on that cross to take every kind of sickness and disease and torment on our body, on his own self, so that he in exchange could give you his healing. That's the power of what Jesus has done for us. Well, I want to talk to you about this power of surrender and this queen that I call the queen who surrendered, and that is Esther. Now, if you and I were looking for someone to save a nation, we wouldn't be looking for a young girl who won a beauty contest. We would be looking for a, some strong, intelligent, experienced man who had maybe <clears throat> experience in the military and strategies. But that's not who God was looking for. God was looking for a surrendered heart, a surrendered vessel. And he found one in a young girl named Esther. Now, to begin with, what happened was this king, he was very, very, very powerful. And he decided that he wanted his queen to come and show all of her beauty at one of these biggest festivals he'd ever had in his nation. It went on for 180 days. She refused. Okay, the king decided, okay, you're not queen anymore. His counselors came to him, said, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to look for all the most beautiful virgins that we can find over the land and we're going to bring them, capture them. We're going to bring them in, bring them in, and then you can choose a queen from one of those. Well, in all those young ladies was a little girl named Hadassah. She was a Jewish girl. But to come into that place where she was, into that palace, and be in this what you so-call a beauty contest, she had to lose her identity, take on a Persian identity, take on a Persian name. So she took on the name of Esther. Her uncle, Mordecai, who had raised her, he said, do not reveal your identity that you are Jewish and you go in there and you do what they say and I will be praying for you. 
Well, so Esther, she went in there. She did everything they said. She did everything that her uncle Mordecai said. And she was the one who was chosen to be queen. Well, it sounds like a great story. It sounds almost like Cinderella, like, you know, here's this young girl and now she's a princess or now she's a queen. But in this, in this story, something else happened. Okay, she becomes queen. She's so loved. The king loves her. He even proclaimed a day just for her and called it the Feast of Esther. And then he said, okay, on this day, we're all going to give gifts to each other. So this king, she, he loved Esther. Well, this uh, evil man named Haman, Haman, he came to the throne and he wanted everybody to bow down to him. Well, Mordecai, Esther's uncle, Jewish man, he refused to bow down to this Mordecai. And Mordecai, in refusing to bow down to Haman, Haman got so angry. If you can imagine, he's so arrogant, so filled with himself that because Haman, because Mordecai would not bow down to him, he said, I'm going to kill all the Jews because one man would not bow to him. So Haman, in all of his anger and his arrogancy, he goes to the king. He makes a bargain with the king. The king signs it with his ring. And the plan is to kill all the Jews. Well, remember, Esther's a Jew, but she hasn't revealed her identity. Mordecai comes to Esther and he tells her what is going on. And there's a very, uh, it's almost a famous verse in Esther, chapter 4, verse 16. And Esther is presented with a very difficult decision. Mordecai says, you must go in and make supplication to the king for us to save us, to save the Jews. And she says, I can't go into him because he hasn't called me for 30 days. And there is a rule that if I go in and uh, anyone goes in, they're not invited. And he doesn't hold forth his golden scepter. Then it's instant death for that person. And Esther said to Mordecai, I want everyone to fast for three days and three nights, eat neither bread nor drink. And if I perish, I perish. Well, you know, those of you who know the story, of course, you know that Esther came before the king and he held out his golden scepter. But for Esther on that day, she didn't know the end of the story. When she walked up to that king's throne, she was laying her life down. She knew that he had the right because she wasn't invited to kill her instantly. But she did something so beautiful. She surrendered her life and said, 
If I perish, I perish. Well, the king, he did hold out his scepter. And he did hear what Esther had to say. And Esther was able to, to talk to the king. And, and eventually, I won't go into all of the story. You can read it after this program. But she saved a nation. God used a young girl. She was an orphan. One who had lost her language, lost her culture, lost her family, lost her identity. Even asked her to give up her life, to be willing to lose that. But in her losing, she didn't really lose. She gained a nation. Through Esther's supplication and wisdom to the king, she saved a nation. We have other examples in the Bible. Hannah, who was the mother to the prophet Samuel, she prayed and she prayed for years, begging God for a child and no child. Finally, she gets a son. And what is she asked to do? She's asked to give that son up to a priest named Eli. What about Abraham? He went through so much wanting a child, making wrong decisions, but still wanting a child. He was a hundred years old. Sarah was 90. And now he's been given the son of promise, Isaac. But what does God ask him to do? God asked him to give him up. What do all three of these Bible characters have in common? They all surrendered the most precious thing to them, either their life or the one that was dearest to them. Esther, it looked like she was giving up everything, even her life, but God, in her giving up the right to her life, God gave her a nation. Hannah, she gave up her only son, and he became a great prophet. Her only son that she waited for and waited for. But you know what God did? God gave her five other children. Abraham, he gave up his only son. He was willing to give up his only son. But what did God do for Abraham? God made him the father of a nation and the father of our faith. You see, it's very difficult when we surrender something precious to God for him not to give us something back more precious. Because that's what Jesus did. God gave Jesus his only son. Jesus gave up everything for you and I. It was complete surrender. But what happened out of that surrender? He died. He went to hell. But in that place, he rescued you and I from damnation and hell and sickness and disease and torment through his sacrifice. And he gained a people. Now there are millions upon millions who claim his name. You see, friend, I would, that's what I want to talk to you about. 
It's a beautiful thing to have in your heart. A heart of surrender. A heart that says, God, I don't understand. God, you know this is precious to me. God, you know this is the hardest thing I've ever had to do in my life. But God, because I love you, I give you my heart. My heart is pliable in your hands. And you do with me what you want. That is beautiful in the eyes of God. You know, Esther, I want to talk about her again because her surrender is so beautiful. Esther, and, I, and I'm just reading from my notes. Esther is such an example for all little girls and women everywhere. But what made her so beautiful? Oh, yes, she had all the clothes and the jewels and all the pampering that she wanted. But we don't remember her because of what she held on to. But we remember her for what she was willing to give up. And that was her life. That is true beauty. A surrendered heart. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 16 verse 25. For whoever desires to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. That's what Esther did. She was willing to give up her life. That's why I call her the queen that surrendered. You know, sometimes for us to take a hold of the next assignment that God has for us, we have to let go of what's in our hand. Remember Moses? All Moses had was a staff. But he had to let go of it for God's power to touch it. What do you need to let go of so that you can receive more of God's power? For Esther, she had to give up everything that be willing to give up everything that was comfortable and familiar and take a hold of the unknown. Oh, yes, for Esther, being in that position of the kingdom, it was very comfortable. And also her crown. But God, he wanted to give her something more than a crown. He wanted her, he wanted to give her a nation. Maybe God is speaking to your heart right now. I believe, friend, that if we're really, you know, listening to the Holy Ghost, that these, he's always moving. The Holy Ghost never stands still. He's always moving. He's always doing something. And, and for us to go forward with him, we might have to give up something. The word surrender has tones of death attached to its meaning. But for Christians, after death is always resurrection. If God's asking us to give up something, he's wanting to resurrect something else. Isn't that great? And God, 
He doesn't ever want us to stay, stay the same. I told you that because the Holy Ghost is he's a wind. He's, one of his characteristics is wind. He's always moving. All right? And so he wants us to go from glory to glory. What is it that we need to do? We need to say yes. I want to read you one of my favorite scriptures, and it is in Philippians chapter 3, and it's verse 12 and 13. And this is talking about moving forward. Because you see, when we surrender and, and we give up and we go forward with what God wants to do, this is very beautiful before God in its verse 12. And it says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on that I may lay a hold of that for which Christ Jesus has laid a hold of me. Do you see how he's moving? That the Holy Ghost is leading and the Apostle Paul is taking a hold and moving with God. Now look at verse 13. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forth to those things which are ahead. Do you see movement? God doesn't want us to stay the, stay the same. He doesn't want you to stay the same. He doesn't want me to stay the same. He doesn't want you to be the same tomorrow or the next day. Because the Holy Spirit, he's wanting us to move forward and surrender to his movings and his callings and his wooings. And that, friend, is beautiful to God. Oh, this, I don't know if this teaching's blessing you, but it's blessing me. The most precious thing inside of your heart is the will is the willingness to move forward and surrender oh, it's so great it's so great god is so powerful let's let's talk about him and what he's doing right now right now he's creating He's creating universes that, that man's eye cannot even see with their most sophisticated telescopes. They can't even see them. They, they have no idea of what they look like, but God knows their names. It says that in Isaiah 40. He knows the names of them. Can we trust him? Can we trust him to surrender? Can we trust him to say, God, I don't know what it is that's, that's after this surrender, God, but I know you're after this surrender. And you want my heart to be pliable. And God, this is beautiful in your sight. Oh, the Holy Spirit's presence is so powerful right now. He's touching somebody right now. Are you having a hard time 
giving up something that's precious and dear to you, but you know that God wants to move you forward. I am urging you in the name of Jesus, don't hold on to that. Let it go. Let it go. Maybe you're trying to hold on to your right to be in unforgiveness and to make somebody feel guilty for a little bit longer or to bring up their sin before them. Let it go. Let it go. Let that go out of your hands. Let that go out of your heart. And let God give you something much more beautiful. A freedom in your own heart to be loved and to love. He knows that it was difficult and he knows it's difficult now. But his power is there for you right now. For you to experience the beauty that's already on the inside of you. Because the Holy Spirit's on the inside of you. But to say yes to him and take a hold of what it is, that new thing that he wants to give you. Oh, I'm just going to pray with you, friend. I, I just bless you. I just bless you. What is it you need to give up or, or believe God for? Move forward with that is beautiful in God's eyes. Father, I thank you for all of those that are with me right now. And Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, whatever it is that you're asking us to leave behind and go forward with and release what's behind and go forward with, we take a hold of it right now in the name of Jesus. And we thank you for your power to do this, Lord. And Lord, we know that the, a surrendered heart is not only powerful, but it's beautiful in your sight. It's real beauty to you, Lord. And we thank you for this, God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, let me know what God is doing in your life. I love you, and I'll see you next time. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament. Whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, 
all the women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. Giving of the God called partners of Renner Ministries.